We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Mark Echo. I'm joined by Gage Richford, and we're going to preview today's. Packers home game. The Packers finally get back home after two straight road games as they host the football team from Washington. And I'll never get used to saying that, Gage. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm. I'm never. I'm never going to get used to saying it. Uh, there's just no like. If they stick with this name long term, I will eventually get used to it. Okay. But until then, I there's still podcasts that I hear with uh, guys that have been around the industry for a long time that still call them by, uh, by the old name. So yeah, yeah no, I. Clearly, it's going to take a while for everybody to catch up. And this is going to be a – this was a game when the schedule came out. I looked at it and I said, hmm, it could be an interesting game. It could be a tough game. Washington's defense is very good. They, they have a great front four. Uh, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback, who's a veteran, been around, you know, forever and ever and ever. Um, I thought the Redskins made some good offseason. Well, I said Redskins in it. Washington made some good offseason acquisitions. I, I thought I thought this was going to be a, a good game. I thought Washington was a pretty good team, but I but none of that has come to fruition for for the for the football team. Uh, Fitzpatrick is is hurt and and he's out. The defense, which was was pretty darn good a, a year ago and, and helped them to the playoffs, and they actually gave Tampa a pretty good game in that first round. Uh, has been dreadful. Uh, they they don't stop anyone. They they they're bad against a run. Um, they're you can throw on them. I mean, they just haven't. They they do have twelve sacks, uh, which is okay, I guess, in six games. But they're just—it's not the same Washington team that a lot of people thought they'd see this year. Yeah, I—that has been a common talking point. Is this team is kind of underwhelmed, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and that's in large part that's due to kind of regression. That they—if you look back at their games last year where they really went on a run to end the season, people were like, oh man, this Washington team's going to come in next year. They can really do something. But they did it against a lot of bad quarterbacks. There was, they played a lot of backups and a lot of just below average guys. And that's kind of where they got their production. Their 12 sacks isn't even, isn't even great this year. They're allowed, that's uh, in the, well in the bottom half of the league, looks like about 20th or so uh, based off a quick glance that I'm seeing. They're allowing a quarterback rating over 104 and 
they're they're just not they're not the team everybody kind of thought they were going to be coming into this. And I had similar thoughts that you did when I saw sure. this game on the schedule. I'm like, oh boy, that's not that's not ideal because that's like you said, strong front four. They still have Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, uh, Deron Payne. That's 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 a good front group. Yeah. All four of those guys that's are first round picks. Yeah. All four like uh, Chase Young, second overall pick, Montez Sweat. Late twenties guy, Deron Payne and uh, Jonathan Allen, both mid-teens guys. Talented group across the front. They added William Jackson the third, the corner, uh, in the offseason to look like he could really help round out this group. And it just and it hasn't happened yet. Fitzpatrick's hurt, and the off just this team has been disjointed all year long. And I don't have the stats up in front of me at the moment, but I'm pretty sure they've only held. I don't know if they've held more than one team under. Uh, 20 points all year long, and oh, yeah. for a That's team that we so thought was going to be a top five defense, they they are not living up to the billing. No, and I think you're right. I think we did get a little fooled by the fact that they beat up. They, they're in a they're in the worst division in in football, or like worst division last year, and it's close this year between the NFC East and the AFC South as to which is the worst. But um, you're right. I think they, AFC they, South wins out there, but it's not like it's, it's not a big win. It's you're like you're still not great. Right, Houston and Jacksonville to say that's, that's I mean they might have they might win two games each this year, but um, but they did last. I can go back to Washington from last year. They they beat the Eagles twice with a bad with Carson Wentz who was having an awful year, and, and then Jalen Hurts at the end of the year. Uh, they beat Daniel Jones twice, and I don't believe they faced Dak either time they they played the the, the Cowboys. Right, that's what they faced uh, backup quarter, you know, Andy Dalton or whoever was in at the time for the Cowboys. That, like I said, the only game that impressed the game that did impress me though was that playoff game against Tampa, where they they kind of went toe to toe with Tampa um, until the end. Tampa kind of pulled away and won, but it was a good game. But but anyway, the Packers this week I mean, they have a real good chance to get to six and one. And with all this team has gone through injury wise and you know the whole the whole off season drama to be six if they win this and and are sitting at six and one as they as they go in a short week to Arizona, you got to be be pretty happy if if you're a Packer. Fan or or any member of the Packers organization. Yeah, considering all of the injuries they've been through and then what was not exactly the easiest schedule to start the year. I understand some people are going to say, oh, Green Bay had had it easy or like teams are overrated. The Bengals are four and two. This or Bengals are four and two right now. Green Bay took down Chicago, who was three and two when they played them. Chicago might be overachieving a little bit, but still knocked them off. Detroit looked good in the first half. New Orleans is three and two. And I mean, again, Possibly fraudulent three and two, but they played well. And you played Pittsburgh, who three oh. and three right now. And yeah, again, Pittsburgh's kind of regressed this like this year, but still quality defense. And Green Bay's doing that without stars all over the place. Zadarius has played sparingly in Week One, hasn't played since. Jair's been out for the last, I believe, two weeks, and also, and he left in the middle of the third, like three weeks ago. You had, you've had just injuries all across the board. Debach hasn't played this year. Elton has only played in, I think, two or three games. You just have all these injuries. And for Green Bay to come out five and one, they are, they're not scoring as efficiently as they were last year and they have warts here and there. But it's from, like, if you think about it, it's like, hey, you're starting to get guys back and you're already five and one. This is great. This is all you could have asked for. You got everybody that's been healthy and playing is, held the line, and they're like, okay, now reinforcements are coming. Now is when things can really start rolling, and this team can really start uh, putting some games together. And they also, they have that late, they have a late bye week this year, which they're, like, sometimes that's a bad thing, but for a team like this that's been so beaten up, it'll be nice to say, hey, if we can get to the bye week in good shape, 
we can give you guys another week off, get get you some late week, some late rest, and really make a push for the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. That 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 bye week coming late. Sometimes it's a blessing, and other times it's a curse. Um, but all the injuries that sometimes I wish they would have had one like you know next week. But and they, well, they, they do have a mini bye next week since since they're playing Thursday. But um, yeah, I mean it's not just injuries. Every, every team gets injuries. It's the NFL. It's it's a violent physical game. Guys are going to get hurt. But it's the quality of guys that have been hurt for the Packers. Like you said, they're they're all pro, arguably best left tackle in the game. Hasn't played a snap. You know, Elton Jenkins, who I think is their most valuable player, has been, you know, in and out of the lineup. Now their rookie center, Josh Myers, who's been very good for a rookie, very, very good for a rookie, just good for a player, but very good for a rookie. He's out this week. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, their number two wide receiver, has been out. I thought he might be coming back. It doesn't look like um, he's going to need at least another week. I mean, that's, and that, that, that's on offense. Defense, like 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 you mentioned, Alexander, Zadarius. Um, King's still beat up. King, Darnell, yeah, Darnell yeah, Savage has been in and out of the lineup Preston, with, with Preston injuries. Smith now. So, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> – so this week's injury report, uh, Dennis Kelly, backup tackle, is out again. Um, and Myers, the center, as we had said, with the knee, he, he's out. Um, Preston, Kevin King, and Savage are all questionable. They all did partake in a limited capacity in practice on Friday, so – there is hope that all three will be in the lineup today. Uh, we'll, we'll know, you know, in a little bit when the inactives could come out. Um, now, this game, the Packers should win, right? I mean, they're, they're home. Washington, as we pointed out, has not played well. What do they have to do, Gage, okay, to, uh, to beat this Washington team, other than to show up? To beat this Washington team, they need to come out and they need to play their brand of football. They are they Their brand of football has been a, I'll call it sloppy, uh, to, put it, uh, to put it nicely. I... I haven't been a super huge fan of the way Green Bay has played football this year. There's been just little things here and there that I haven't uh, fully loved, but I think that they are, I think they're getting better at doing the right things. Um, and they just need to come out like they need to, the establish the run thing always sounds very cliche and an old school football guy. And I'm not meaning it in that way. It's, I'm meaning it in, when Green Bay is winning and they run the ball well, AJ Dillon's one of the top ten running backs in uh, rushing in rushing grade this year. That's and that's great to see. Aaron Jones isn't even in the top ten, and you, but you but he's still playing well and he's still explosive. AJ Dillon is running well when he gets carries. Those two guys can wear down defenses. You have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in the passing game, and they can do whatever they want against anybody. And but I think that that's how you can you can really take down this. Washington defense because they have they've struggled across the board this year at defending everything they can't like you said they can't stop the run which is crazy considering how good how considering how good that front is they can't stop the run they are in the bottom they're in the bottom half of the league in rushing in rushing DVOA they in passing DVOA they're they're in bottom five they're 28th in pass DVOA they're just this defense is not what you thought it was going to be. The offense doesn't scare me a ton with injuries across the board. Uh, Taylor Heineke, I believe, is still the quarterback for this yeah. week. Uh, Big you have, fan, by the way. That's true. I saw I saw that article from uh, from Rob Domofsky at ESPN. If you guys haven't read it, go do so. Uh, Sammy Cosme, the right starting right tackles out. Brandon Scherf, starting right guard, All Pro right guard out. They Charles Leno Jr., who he's going to play. He was a non injury. It was a rest rest thing, but uh, he he's going to play on the left side. But just this offense doesn't have enough weapons. Curtis Samuel's out. De'Ami Brown, they haven't gotten going yet this year. Antonio Gibbs got a shin fracture, and they're going to continue to play him for some unknown reason. And then 
in most years, I'd be scared about J.D. McKissick. That's their pass-catching running back. With Devontae Campbell, I'm not that scared. He's he's number one overall in interior linebacker grade by Pro Football Focus, which isn't everything, but that's pretty great to see, considering inside linebacker has been kind of a kind of an issue for a, a long, long time. There's been a hole in this defense since, God, what, Desmond Bishop, maybe? And even Bishop was the issue with Bishop. He was never healthy. So yeah. so for me, I'm the, the way Green Bay wins this game is they play their brand of football. Don't try and get out. Don't try and do stuff that you're like that's not your strength. Use the running game, set up the play, use the running game, set up the play action, hit your plays, find your spots, and just do what you do. Don't try it. That, when Green Bay struggles is when they're trying to do the deep shots. You got Aaron Rodgers trying to do too much. Take those check downs. Let your guys do it. That's, that's how they win this game. Is yeah, just don't play get your, play, yeah, play your game, play your brand of football. If the deep shot's there, take it, but don't, don't force, don't force things that don't need to be forced. Yeah, and they, and they've done that a few times. They did it a couple times last week. Aaron kind of gets a little, you know, I don't want greedy is the word I use, but he gets a little anxious, maybe. And against this Washington, Washington's here. Here's a stat that kind of tells you how bad things have gone. They've allowed 16 touchdown passes this year, and they only have four interceptions. So that that's that's a big discrepancy there. That that's not good. Um, and it's it, and it's amazing because like we said, I thought this this defense was was better. Um, yeah, I think the, I think the Packers will be able to move the ball consistently, both through the you know if they want to run or or pass. Um, but I was impressed. You you brought up AJ Dillon and he's ranked wherever in the top, you know, running style, whatever. What I loved about last week's game was when they got the ball back, the game was basically over. They, they stopped the Bears and they got the ball. There, there was very much time left. And the Bears knew the Packers. Everybody in the world knew the Packers were going to run the ball and kill the clock. And they were able to do it. Dylan just ran at them, ran at them, ran at them. They got a couple first downs and then they were taking a knee. You know, even very good Packer teams in the past, in that same situation, when everybody knew they were going to run, they sometimes didn't get the first down. They wound up having to punt and give the team the ball back with a, you know, a minute to go or whatever. And it wouldn't have mattered this was they were up two scores but it, to me it was still I was impressed that they were able to just kill the clock out and Dylan just just pounded away at them um and I, again a good front too the Bears have a good front so yeah I, I think the Packers should be able to run the ball with Dylan and Jones I think Rodgers will have a nice game Adams I don't know who's going to cover Adams for for Washington they don't they have, I don't think they have anyone that can I'm sure they'll double them maybe triple them even but then that'll open things up I think I think the tight end I think Robert Tunyon who's been Stat-wise, he's been kind of quiet this year. This might be his big game this week. What do you think? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, I don't know. Tunyon has, uh, like you said, he's been quiet this year compared to last year. There's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tunyon doesn't have as many snaps in this game. Uh, really? Just, he's really struggled to pass block. Uh, he's ranked last among all tight ends in pass blocking this that's year. Not uh, I know that's not what he does, but you, but against this, against these edge defenders in Sweat and Young, you kind of need to pay a little bit more attention to them and they and. With him struggling in the like to block, you might have to see more snaps for Lewis and oh, yeah. big 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 dogs played well when he's been out there. Yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah. he's a great blocker. He's still a he's a fine receiver. I Rogers likes to use him as a checkdown guy. Rogers obviously we've talked about doesn't always take the checkdown when it's there. He's doing that more with Lewis on the field. I think Tunyon still sees the field, still gets his snaps here and there. I just I'm I, in this particular matchup. I could also I just could see him struggling. Also the the Washington football team made a first round pick at linebacker this year on a guy who was the probably the best defender against Kyle Pitts last season in, well, in the SEC. So coming out of college, David so Davis, he struggled. He's been a big part of why that defense hasn't played well. He's kind of struggling, as a lot of rookies in that situation would do. But he's he's been he hasn't been what they thought he was going to be right now. Not yet anyway. Yeah, right. so he could have a he could have a game. I just. I think it's more this is the the Devontae Adams plus the other receivers just kind of do their thing. Like you said, they don't really have anybody that can cover him. William Jackson the third, that was their big offseason signing. Jackson was limited on Wednesday and Thursday and then did not even practice yeah, on he, Friday. He may not play. Yeah, he may not play, but if he does, I'm sure that he'll be the one that sees Adams the majority of the time. And Jackson just isn't like it's kind of hard to cover the best wide receiver in football, no matter if you're Jalen Ramsey or anybody else. But Jackson just can't really match up too well with Adams, and I think that it's one of those just Adams finishes the game with eight, nine, ten catches, 130 yards, and a score, and that and just the you sprinkle in everybody else because that that's what I see, see happening. Tanya, I don't know what it is this year. I don't know if just Rodgers isn't looking for him or he just they're not finding, they're just not connecting as well as they were last year, but. Something just seems off there. Um, I'm not sure what's going to fix it, but something. Well, I think part of it is, is what you alluded to that he. You're saying he's, he's been. He's not a great blocker, and as like I said, that's not what he really. He's not known. That's not what he's made his name for. You know, he's not Mark Mercedes Lewis. Um, but I think he's been asked to block more this year because of the injuries across the offensive line. So that's part of, I think that's part of why his, his numbers are down. He hasn't dropped anything. I mean, it's not like they're throwing it to him and he's dropping it or he's, um, you know, I just, I just, I think it's, I just, I just think it's his time. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I think, and I, I think Rogers would like to get him more involved as well, but here's, here's Washington. You, you had mentioned what they've, points they've given up. Their opener, they weren't bad. 
Their opener, they looked like I, they looked like the team I thought they were going to be. They they play a good Chargers team and lose twenty to sixteen. That's the kind of games I thought Washington would play most of the season. You know, tough defensive games, twenty. You know, maybe win twenty to sixteen, lose twenty. You know, be in that ring. Then they gave up twenty nine points to a bad Giants team. They gave up forty three points, even though they won that game. They won because the Giants jumped off sides on the last second field goal attempt. And it doesn't even. And if you go back and watch that clip, it looks like it wasn't an offsides. It looked like uh, the defensive tackle just timed that play perfectly. Like he looked. It looks like he moved right as the ball's going. It looked just like 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 he just jumped it perfectly. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing. If you watch it live, it does look like he jumped, but the, there's a replay of the clip that it looks like he's just like the ball starts moving and he starts going. Okay, so they, but they still give up twenty nine points to the, to the Giants. And they give yeah. up forty three points to Buffalo. Now Buffalo's good, but forty three points is a lot of points. Then they gave up thirty two thirty two Atlanta, thirty three to New Orleans, and thirty one to Kansas City. So they've given up thirty points. Or 29 points or more in their last five games. After and that game against Kansas City was they were they were leading at one point and then they just yeah. didn't score. They didn't right. score in the entire second half. Yeah, they were up 13-10, 13-7, I think it was. Yeah. Yep, they were up 13-7. They were up 13-10 heading into the half and then they just did not score again after the after that. Yeah. So again, the, the only thing, and I say this all the time when I talk about the Packers because it's it's still the weakest part of the team. And, I don't know if it'll, if it'll ever get better. I thought it might, but I don't know. It's special teams. Um, and, and Washington has a good return man in DeAndre Carter. He already has a 101-yard kickoff return for a touchdown this year. Uh, he's averaging 25.8 on, on kickoffs and 9.5 on, on punts. So, you know, the last thing the Packers need is a, you know, kick return for a touchdown against them or even, you know, a long kick return that gives, that gives Washington the ball, you know, at midfield or, or in, in Green Bay territory. So, you know, kick the ball out of the end zone, Mason, kick the, or, you know, don't let this guy, don't let this guy kill you. Cause I think that's, I think that's the biggest weapon Washington has going into this game, you know, cause like you said, the offense, I like Heineke. He's a tough kid. He plays hard, but he, he is what he is. Um, Terry McLaren's a good wide receiver, but I think the Packers will find a way to take him out of the game and they don't really have much else after that. Curtis Samuels hurt. Um, the run game, Gibson is playing with, like you said, playing with a fractured shin. So the Washington offense doesn't, doesn't strike a lot of fear. Um, but if you give them short fields because you, you can't tackle DeAndre Carter, then it's, you're, you're, you're just making it a little bit harder on yourself. Yeah, Washington uh, second in terms of special teams DVOA behind just behind only Baltimore, and they were first before last week, so they got knocked down. But they're still top two right now versus Green Bay, all the way down at 27th. Green Bay did move up a spot, but still 27th compared to second is a pretty pretty big discrepancy there. You're absolutely right, though. This special teams unit with DeAndre Carter back there as a return man is a very dangerous unit. And like you like you said, we always talk about Green Bay special teams, and I would much prefer to just not talk about their special teams <laughs> at all uh, because it uh, gives me – I'm sure it, get, it has every Packer fan shaking in their boots when they're like, okay, just don't give up a big return here. Just don't. Just kick it out of the back of the end zone. Just let it go. Just don't let it return the ball. And then he returns the ball, and you're like, you know what? What, what did I expect? I should have expected the big return to happen because it always does. So you're right there. Just kick the ball away from him, kicking it out of the back of the end zone. Don't have to, and then you don't have to worry about that sort of thing. Um, other than that, part, like I love the punter. He's been great. Right? Well, Horquez has been. He's yeah. been. He's been 
He's been serviceable. That's all you need from him. You don't. Well, I think you he's don't been better than serviceable. I think he's been better than that. But um, even last week, though, he has a great. He has a good punt, and the Bears get fourteen. It looked because the, the Packers thought he he was going to call for a fair catch, and he didn't, and they wind up getting fourteen yards. Like that's just. Like he didn't raise his hand, he didn't say no. Hit him. He had six Packers around him watching him catch the ball and and take off for. I mean, they just do stupid stuff on special teams too sometimes. Yeah, uh, Green Bay ranks eighth in terms of punt DVOA this year. Um, and for those that don't know, DVOA is a metric done by Football Outsiders. It's a very good measure of uh, just how, how good or effective a team really is. And I think, and it's kind of what everyone wants pro football focus to be. I just think it takes, they take their stuff to the next step and they just go a little bit further. So Green Bay is eighth in punt by punt grade this year, which is considering I don't know the last time Green Bay graded out that highly. Uh, that's that's pretty great. He's, he's been punting, you know, he puts a lot of them out of bounds. He, how about the, he had an 82 yard punt last week, for God's sake. Yeah, and it just happened to roll into the end zone. That was, yeah. I saw that punt and I was like, oh my. God, and I was watch. I was watching it, and then and I was kind of hoping that I was hoping it would only go eighty instead of eighty two, and it would have been that you know dead at the two yard line. But it, it was one of those long. moments where, as a like a like a pure football fan, you're like that's that's what you want to see. But no one else in the room that doesn't know, like no one else in the room appreciates it. They're like, why are you freaking out? It's like he's punting the ball eighty two yards. That is a field flip right there. Yep, Even though it's cool. a touchback, that touchback sucks. But he. Flip the field because yeah, otherwise yeah. because he's punting from like his own end zone and he punted the ball the, the length the length of the field that's incredible because yeah. that's that's a weapon even though yeah, it's a yeah. touchback that's a huge weapon for you so I agree Bohorquez has been a breath of fresh air for this Green Bay team uh, and I'm and I'm glad to see I'm glad to see that they just need to lock it in a little more uh, to really um, kind of iron things out there but there's not this this team can this team should win uh, yeah. I and. We like they should win. We talk a lot. Obviously, we're a little home biased. That's just how it's going to be here on the Packer Day podcast. We're going to be Packer fans, Packer biased, and uh, but I think we've done a pretty good job of being realistic this oh, year, yeah. of setting the team's expectations, of not being too high, not not getting too far out of, uh, not being too greedy and not being too overzealous. Oh yeah, Green Bay is going to roll this team by thirty. Like we did that in Week One against the Saints, and I think since then we've kind of kind of kept ourselves in check since then. And so, I think that this is a week that they got a good chance to win. So you're the you're the odds guy. Give me the, so the line on this game has moved around a little bit. Right now it's at eight. I believe seven and a half. What is it? Yep. So uh, depending on where you're looking at, it opened at seven and a half, uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, it's been kind of moved around a little bit. The look ahead line was actually seven and a half. It opened at seven and a half. Uh, moved up at one point. It was at ten. Uh, ten and a half at a couple of spots. Or right now it's settling between eight, eight and a half, just depending on where you're betting at. The total is hovering at forty-seven and a half. It's opened at fifty, and then it has been bet down at forty-seven and a half. Is pretty much all you're going to find at uh, pretty much any sports book that you're looking at. And forty-seven and a half is uh, that's that's about where Green Bay's been finishing this year. They've been finishing a lot of games, twenty-seven, twenty, twenty-seven, seventeen. So between the 40 and 47 range is a, a lot of where a lot of Green Bay's totals have been finishing. The eight, the eight line is a little high for me. Uh, Green Bay just doesn't tend to blow teams out. They, they do cover, they've covered a lot this year. I well, believe they're five, five and one, I believe they're five and one against the spread. Yeah. Their only game where they didn't cover, where they failed to cover was, uh, week one, obviously where they got blown out by 35 and failed to score a touchdown, but, we were we were pretty close last week, Mark, in terms of uh, the spread. Like I had, like you had the Packers getting a late score to cover. I had Green Bay or I had Chicago yeah, getting a late score to cover. Uh, so I missed on that one, um, but it's okay because Green Bay won no matter what. 
ultimately, I'm going to peg for this game to be another Green Bay win, uh, and I'm going to also peg for it to not be a Green Bay cover. I'm pegging Washington to cover here. Just I, This Green Bay team doesn't blow anybody out. They like to take care of the ball. They ha- they like to have low totals. Uh, I'm going to go with a final score of 27-20. I think that Washington just either – Green Bay gets a late like field goal to push it to 27, something like that. But I just don't see this Washington team being able to keep pace offensively. I don't think their their defense doesn't scare me enough uh, because Rodgers is not a backup quarterback. He's not Nate Sudfeld. He's the legitimate NFL quarterback. So the defense doesn't scare me there. The offensive line, yeah, it kind of sucks to lose Josh Myers, but I think they have enough other guys to take care of that. And if you got to send a little extra help towards Lucas Patrick at center – and so be it. But I'm taking Green Bay 27-20, which hits your under, uh, and it has a, it's a Washington cover. And if Washington fails to cover and Green Bay wins, I will not be mad about it. Yeah, I'm going to take, I think the Packers cover again this week. I, there's a, there's an old stat. I don't know if it's, I haven't kept up with it as much as I used to, but when a team's away two straight weeks and comes home, they're always a good bet. At least they, it used to be that way. I don't know. I guess that I haven't, I haven't kept track of it as close as I used to. It used to be like a 75% rate of, of teams that do that. You know, away two weeks come home. That, and that's what Green Bay is this week. They're, they're home after two straight road games. Um, I just don't see, I see them scoring, not at will, but I think they'll, I think they might hit 30 this week. I'm going to say 30 to 14. Um, I think the, the Green Bay defense is, is getting a little better every week. Um, they're facing a Washington offense that, like I said, doesn't, as long as the special teams doesn't screw up and, and give Washington really short fields, I don't see Washington putting up a whole lot of points. So I'm going 30-14, so I have Green Bay covering and the under slightly. Yeah, you are uh, you are cutting it close there on that under. Granted, I mean, I obviously was even closer, 27-20. I'm half a point under, but... <laughs> They are, uh, I could see what I, I would bet your score happen, happening. The thing, I would that, bet this thing that scares me about this Green Bay team is they don't like, they don't like to blow teams out and they are, they're okay with controlling the clock and having these fast games. Like I've noticed this year, while other, like other outside of their overtime yeah. game against Cincinnati, their games don't last long. They You're run right. the ball. They run the ball. They milk the clock and quarters go super fast. Like obviously there was the San Francisco game that went down to the wire and that first quarter was over so fast. You're like this they, there was two possessions. Each each team got one possession in the first quarter and it's over. And that's just it happened that quickly and I think that that's how Green Bay likes to play things. That's why that's why they tend to fall under on these games because they're not going super high scoring. Even in that game against Cincinnati, I'm pretty sure the final score of that game went under be, oh, yeah. even though it went to overtime. Rarely do you have a game go to overtime and it still go under and I'm pretty sure Green Bay's Cincinnati game still did but yeah so that's kind of what I'm yeah. thinking I think we're, so we're both on the under not necessarily betting it but that's both kind of our projection here with uh predicted win and uh final score it's funny that you brought up the the, the quickness of, of Packer games I last week was the first time I had to go out to watch them and um I, I was at a little bar restaurant that that takes care of me when I go um to watch Packers they give me my own little table they put the Packers right in front of me nobody bothers me because they know I'm kind of working and, um, but I see there's other games on and, you know, normally I'm, I'm watching the Packers. I'm like, I'll glance over at a score of the Carolina game or whatever other games on it. I'm the Packer games over. Like, you know, the Packers are like taking a knee and I'm, so I'm packing up my stuff, getting ready to go home. And I just look over at the Carolina Minnesota game and it's late. In the, there's like a minute to go in the third quarter. I'm like, well, that game's taking for, forever. And I'm thinking, but then when I, I'm like, oh no, that game's normal. The Packer game just went really fast because every other game, would, like that was the only game over. Every other game was still 
on, uh, you know, midway through the fourth. Like I said, what, yeah, that one was still in the third. But I, like, I was like, wow, that, that was a, that was a quick game. That was an old fashioned three hour football game, which you don't get much of any anymore. Yeah. There's, uh, Green Bay likes to keep the clock moving. They don't, they don't tend to take a long time. They like to keep, they like to do it that way. They like to run the ball. They, like to, and, yeah. and, and they, they, they're also, they haven't been as explosive this year with, uh, MBS being out and just the offense kind of being a little disjointed, not necessarily being, uh, as in sync as they were last year. So that has resulted in fewer, that's resulted in longer games because the clock is running longer. So that's, that, so that's another thing that kind of points to why these games are tending to go so quickly for Green Bay. And I think that that's what's going to happen when they want to win their winning games. They're, they're, they're taking their time to do it. They're like, okay, we're going to go in here. We're going to play our, we're going to play our brand of football, run the ball, get out of here with a win. No, you're right. And that's what matters, right? Who cares? Yep. As long as you come out with a win, you can do whatever you, you can play however you want there, Matt LaFleur. That's, that's, I agree there. So, all right. So we, we both think the Packers win. Doesn't matter by how much. And we think it's going to be a little lower scoring than the, suggested number tells you uh we'll be back next week uh i don't know what we're going to be talking about next week because it's the game we won't be previewing the game because the game's on thursday so we'll have to check with andy to see what our what our topic will be next sunday i guess probably we'll look hopefully we'll the Packers will play two games by the time we're we're, we're back on so um for gage Griffith, i'm mark eckle and like we like to say here on pack a day podcast go pack go <laughs>